ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, um, mabibi na mabwana. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Kenya's Market Map. Kenya's Market Map is a weekly podcast that looks at the financial happenings in Kenya and hopefully around the region. And we seek to discuss it in some great length to seek out insights and just get our opinions on different financial matters and facts. Um, so welcome to today's episode. Uh, this should be episode number four. Yeah, episode number four. Yeah, steadily growing. Um, so yeah, this week has been an interesting week. Um, a couple of interesting highlights in in the market. Yeah. Um, we got the results of the infrastructure bond. Um, we saw how much money people want to give the government. Yeah. Uh, how much people trust the government <laughs> with their money. Um, so that was something interesting. Um, we've seen more stories with KQ, the normal, the usual, the financial problems. So nothing new there. Um, weirdly, we also saw KAA, Kenya Airport Authority, also yeah. crying, mm-hmm. saying they don't have money. And we're like, what is happening? I thought you guys <laughs> were supposed to be better than your who's the who's the who's the smaller brother is it KQ, KQ? Is more. yeah so yeah we'll get a little bit into that we've seen also some centum released its annual report yeah um there have been some findings on their tax yeah uh, on property and we'll get maybe into a little bit of that yeah then Again, going back to the airlines, we were told how airlines are, across Africa have performed. Um, they're projected to book a combined 864 billion loss, which is around 47% compared to 2019. Yeah. And so for that, we'll miss, we'll, we, we touched on it a little bit last week, but also just seeing the outlook of the airline sector, whether any growth or recovery is possible within the next financial year um i and them had an investor presentation this year discussing the half year results we'll also get into that um then treasury we saw treasury on the spot of uh, accountant fees yeah they want to set minimum (laughs) fees we've also seen discussions on minimal minimum doctor's fees um so i think the discussion will be just on free markets versus controlled price controls mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and giving our, our thoughts on that whether it's the way to go or not um yeah that, that's some of it we'll discuss as we go well this time we'll try to be brief per topic but <laughs> as the as the if you're a christian when I, when they say as the spirit leads for this one i don't know what what <laughs> what finance guys <laughs> Yeah. What what finance guys are led by? Yeah. Anyway, how have you guys been? I've been great. Oh, I, I've even forgotten to introduce myself. Uh, <laughs> ah, I'm your yeah. co-host Kigen Kiplimo. Yeah, that's the problem of having a new host. Um, <laughs> Come on. We don't know these things. Uh, I am co-host Daniel Kalia, and I'm Easter Fanning. Yeah. So welcome. <laughs> so I think we'll we'll jump straight into it. Um, oh wait. You said how your week was? Uh oh, mine was relatively fast. I mean, 
just like last week. I mean, times are moving fast. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mine was yeah, there was nothing out <laughs> of the ordinary. <laughs> <laughs> I think same old same old, but it was a good week. Uh we are okay, we are healthy, we are good. So that's something to be positive about. Yeah, being healthy is especially in these times, it's not a small thing. Yeah. I've been good. Uh healthy as well. Uh yeah, um preparing to go preparing about some stuff. Or some stuff. Were you in course yesterday? Yeah, yeah, he has yeah, been in coast. He's been on vacation, that. this gentleman. Come on, bro. Don't. don't, don't you have to spend it. the money that you make. Allah. Who are you making it for? We are sorry. <laughs> don't buy that. Don't buy that, please. <laughs> anyway, let's jump right in, Kalia. Yeah, let's jump right into it. Uh, so the first one will start with uh, KA. Uh, Kenya Airport Authority. They said they, seek, they are seeking treasury bailout as debt piles. So I think for me the first thing when I saw this I was wondering why why are KA seeking a bailout mm. yet mm. for them in terms of the business model they should be okay yeah. um in as much as the the what's it called the pandemic affected air travel mm. and and that I think they're still charging fees yeah. on baths and all these other islands that are using um JKIA yeah. and the different ports yeah. um, as terminals, I assume that they should be doing good. So I don't know. Uh, Keegan, might you have an idea why they're seeking? An- um, f- first, as you just said, KAA is actually is actually doing well. I mean, their margins are are very good. You know, compared to the airline industry, where where my margins are very little. Uh, you find that even du- during the COVID period, of course, airline uh, that is passenger travel was was really affected yeah. but also cargo was still operational so mm-hmm. you know most of the hangars at the airport i mean they were still operational they were still working so they were still charging you know those parking fees and the like so revenue was still there it's not massively affected like in the case for KQ but an interesting thing to note is that in 2019 the treasury um went and mopped up um surplus cash that the KAA actually had they had yeah. cash i think worth around 12.5 billion yeah. Kenya shillings yeah. and they took this money i think there was a program where you know they were they were trying to the, the treasury was trying to to look for money and so it was mopping up surplus cash from parastatals and so KAA were the people who had a lot of money so treasury took money from there and you know <laughs> two years down the line we are seeing the results of that we are seeing the results of that so for me i, I have very serious questions is why would the treasury mop up cash i mean take at least take 20% take 50% you don't take everything and now now they're in debt and and, and that that's another that's another issue they i think they're in they're in debt um what 37 billion yeah in debt yeah. and actually it's a majority of it i think it's owed to some chinese companies um they've had we 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 saw i think two weeks ago if not three weeks that there was the issue of green i think greenfield terminal that was being that was being done at JKIA then the contract was revoked you know the project was stopped you know so there's 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 a mix up there but for me I'm, i'm still going back to the fact that why did treasury mop up cash i mean you you take at least some part of it you know and rem- so that the business remains functional you know for the future yeah mm-hmm. um so is that since the treasury took the money should they return it Um, if they come for a bailout treasury is broke first of all 
when you go back to the f- the very reason why they took the money in the first place it's because they didn't have money <laughs> they didn't have cash yeah so they've used you know, they've used the cash and if you look at the i think Kenya National Bureau of Statistics released the economic um performance mm-hmm. yeah uh, data or results the economic um, survey for 2020, yeah. yeah yeah and what you could see there is that we have a problem of recurrent expenditure we have a problem of recurrent expenditure that is when you're now looking at the national government and the treasury yeah. with that regard so g- given that they they don't have the money i mean why even why why do we have this government being looking so desperate in terms of looking for revenues and all that because they don't have cash in their coffers but they have to build them out you know sorry they have to build KGA out they they well, have eventually to. you can't be so sure because <laughs> because if, they if, have a 37 billion debt so it's either they liquidate their assets i think i said in episode 2 if i'm not wrong mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to that go and go and check it out on our website at um kenyasmarketmap.com and and all the other social media platform. platforms yeah and where the our podcast is available so i said that kaa is one of is one of the biggest landowners in kenya yeah and that's that's land is a great asset in kenya yeah. so it's either kaa actually is bailed out by treasury because of yeah. that debt or they starting to liquidate their assets now you see the problem now here becomes more of less of financial management yeah. and more of um sustainability mm-hmm. how sustainable that be they end up liquidating all the assets and <laughs> before you know it 10 years down we don't line, have any won't be able to survive yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so for me i think in this case the the the, the bailout from kaa yeah. is different from kqs yeah very much because yeah. kqs is operational yeah. mismanagement yeah. there's a whole lot of things going on there yeah. but for kaa it seems that had treasury not taken up the 12.5b in 2019 yeah? yeah yeah they would have had enough to cover their debt service and mm. whatever and as much as then 39 how much 37 billion 37 billion in in debt yeah. this is not to be paid in one year yeah so you find a portion of that 12 billion would have been would have gone to service the debt yeah. for for yeah. a considerable period mixed by their revenues yeah. so in this case i think for me I personally i feel the government ideally should not look down or at ka when they come up for a bailout because uh-huh. it's 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 ukur who put them in this position yeah you yeah. guys came yeah. and took our money yeah <laughs> so you should own up yeah yeah, yeah. Like, first of all i think we sh- we need to make a a, a a distinction between the industries that that we have kq in and we have ka in these are very different industries in fact they should not be compared to each other yeah, we've seen course. that the KQ, we've seen that the government refused to sort of did not has turned down the, the the request by KQ to for a bailout i think they've just said that and we haven't had that discussion yeah no, they give them they asked for 500 million kenyan shillings yeah do you know they were given they were given 12 <laughs> 25, 25 million million, million. So yeah. like, and these guys made a, a loss of 11 billion in the first half of 2021 yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. god and help also us again, another thing another thing we have to give up kaa for mm-hmm. is they're in an understandable position because they cannot get um their debt they cannot get um the creditors to pay them mm-hmm. the creditors not creditors debtors they can't get their debtors to pay them on time because you realize the debtors um sort of customers yeah um to kar airlines yeah and they were hardly hit yeah they were hardly hit yeah and so people are not even traveling yeah mm-hmm. the frequency of landing and therefore because you can only pay those landing fees when you land you yeah. can only pay yeah. parking fees when you park 
mm-hmm. in this airport mm-hmm. in a Kenyan airport yeah? yeah so those those revenue streams they've really gone down yeah. so it's understandable that the revenue has been cut and they also don't have cash mm-hmm. cash that could have sustained them in these hard times like we see in other airlines in other countries that report that mm-hmm. you just mentioned um the comparison of the aviation industry performance in throughout Africa and even mm-hmm. international aviation Ayata, yeah. You see that some of these airlines outside there that that surviving just because they have cash. They had the cash, sorry. Yeah. Their reserves. Cash so is here king. Is, cash, cash is king exactly. Yeah. So here's a situation where we have our own industry not the, the players in our own industry not having that cash. Yeah. Yeah, so it becomes a problem when the government starts eating its own children. Because <laughs> now how, how do you come and take my cash? and then basically you 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 you, you cut my survival um chances yeah. i i would really want to know from 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 the guys in treasury why why they did that you because know, they were desperate mopping up yeah they, they wanted desperate. cash at the time yeah. and and Easter has mentioned about the 2021 economic survey by KNBS 2020. Um, we have a special edition for that so make sure you yeah. you watch that and listen to that yeah. lots of insights there absolutely yeah. So I think yeah to Easter's point on airlines reducing flights. So mm. we we find even British Airways I think just resumed uh Nairobi flights just this week. Yeah. yeah. So you can yeah. imagine for most of last year they weren't yeah. there. Yeah. Um so with that one you can see now if other airlines did the same even with KQ reducing mm. flights to like places like New York to only twice a week and And you know they had even been red flagged. Yeah, yeah. actually actually it's, that's it's what I wanted to ask. So does it mean that now the British Airlines now that they'll be having flights to Kenya I think once a week, right? Mm-hmm. Is it does that mean that we have been removed out of the red out of the red list by by the British government? Because Kenya has been in the red list for a long time and that really affected KQ because Nairobi London is one of is the one business, of the yeah, 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 one yeah, of the business yeah, suites yeah, for KQ. Yeah. I think people who are coming through Heathrow and coming to Nairobi that's not a problem if you're coming from the, the UK uh, into Kenya okay. we, for us we don't have <laughs> <laughs> any such if you are to quarantine it's your own self quarantine no um, you you so you're, you're making it sound you're making it sound bad but it, no. it, it's it's uh, well, have i lied yeah, we just continue <laughs> no, there's, there's, there's something but, really but, but if you're going to the UK even if you're on the red list i think it if you're from the red list country and you're double vaccinated you need to quarantine i think for a cup a number of is it 10 days okay. if you're from the amber okay. list and you're uh, double vaccinated then you can have five days quarantine mm-hmm. okay. for, so there are there are specific rules so that of course reduces tra- uh, transit or the number of people but the fact that people are still able to come and go yeah. that's why they've se- i think they've seen it fit to to resume flights. We saw Uganda do actually Uganda Airlines do something close to that. I think last week if not the week before last week where they now said that you, you when you're coming to when you when you're arriving in Entebbe from whatever the part of the world you'd be coming in. Yeah. What will happen is that you'll have to be vaccinated, you show your certificate, something to show that you have been vaccinated, then a 76 hour test. Mm-hmm. you know a test that was done 76 hours prior to you oh, arriving at Entebbe and then after that you are still supposed to take another covid test when you land in Entebbe at your own cost so if you look at the cost it it, it averages at approximately 6000 kenya shillings 
in Entebbe. Yeah. When you land there, you have its mandatory or you go back to where you've come from. Now, looking at that, and I'm looking at the economics of that, you know, Kenyans and Ugandans, you know, we are big trade partners. We move a lot, okay? Mm-hmm. A flight from Nairobi to Entebbe averages at around 12,000 Kenyan shillings. Which those restrictions are for every single country yeah. that you're coming from yeah. into Entebbe? Into, into Uganda. Okay. So, we find that an average flight cost of flight from Nairobi to Entebbe is mm. 12,000 Kenya shillings and the cost of that test in Entebbe costs 6,000 Kenya shillings yeah. so i mean i think kenyans will now start using busia border mm. <laughs> because i mean <laughs> that's 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 um i i can't say it's crazy because i understand covid is serious and countries are taking serious measures against covid like res, red zoning but again huh, i think i think busia is going to be busier than usual Yeah, I think that's the easiest route <laughs> to Uganda. Um so yeah, I think from uh, on this whole KA issue personally, I think the government shouldn't have an issue sorting them out in terms of the bailout. Mm-hmm. For me I won't have a problem with that because the government took the funds in the first place. Yeah. yeah. So ideally they should not have any problems giving it back. But you see the, the other question is after you've now answered whether or not the government should step in for them mm-hmm. the question then becomes is the government able to do that in the first place because now we have problems with teachers of why wanting more salaries <laughs> we have lecturers wanting more salaries we have pilots yeah and and I mean, I mean look at look at the budget the government for the financial year 2021 2022 yeah. the government came up with a budget of 3.6 trillion and it has a deficit of 1.2 trillion it's always <laughs> had a budget de- deficit for the longest time that's yes, why I'm that's really why our debt continuously continually grows because yeah. that's how we are plugging the deficit at this point and, and that conversation yet. is a lot actually <laughs> on our special feature for <laughs> for the the national um survey 2020 yeah. KNBS. like do they have the funds i th- they should have some something allocated for them Come on. but they the big deficit you know speaks a lot the deficit you know speaks government. a lot <laughs> where they get the funding that's a problem or the issue but fundamentally if i'm ka general manager or managing director like for me i'd be banging on okuriatani's door saying we actually yeah. saw that ka they had they had issues you know um appointing the head of ka because there were interviews that was that were being done yeah. and then uh, i think the board of the ministry what they did is that they 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 did not approve that ceo who had been selected by the mm-hmm. recruiting company there was a back and forth back and forth until now that we have we have someone heading mm-hmm. um kaa so i think also in the in the back and forth probably it was brought let me be political a bit the back and forth was brought by you know they probably needed someone I, i'm not sure I'm just being political someone who you know wouldn't wouldn't uh, make a lot of noise yeah. and someone probably who because K- the treasury has taken K- years money yeah. so someone who would be you know probably I, fill I, the gaps yeah i think bottom line for me i think they should be paid whether the government has the money that's a discussion for another day another day <laughs> uh, it's a whole debate whether um that could happen yeah. so i think we we move on to the other item um yeah. which is we'll have a look at um santam for a little bit um so we saw that santam revised its tax on properties uh, yeah. to 4 billion yeah. previously they had it at 669.9 million um so i think it's not something that is really new in as much as it was reported by business daily 
um this, this week, week. Uh, they, it's something that disclosed when they released their their half year uh, Result. their results yeah um so it's just that since the annual report came out this week mm-hmm. then they've picked up a couple of items from from the annual report yeah. but essentially they've reviewed the taxes payable and this is like a considerable difference yeah, yeah. a lot yeah um 600 to 4.4 billion yeah so that that's a lot and the reason behind it is because especially for their real estate portfolio yeah. um KRA is considering it as them buying and selling of land mm-hmm. is the core business yeah so when you look at the balance sheet yeah um it counts as inventory mm-hmm. yeah and not necessarily it's not an asset fixed that, asset yeah, yeah it's not an asset that you're holding to maturity yeah or so when you transfer it the capital gains tax yeah so if you yeah if you're holding it to maturity and you transfer it yeah then you're supposed to pay capital gains tax which is 5% is it 5 or f- yeah, 15 it's, it's 5 it's 5% yeah yeah which is 5% but now because it is inventory mm-hmm. this is your core business it's the same as a retailer mm. moving the inventory so they pay the corporate tax yeah so this falls as part of your uh, cost of goods mm-hmm. uh, cost of goods sold your revenue item yeah. so it's your Uh, turnover yeah. yeah essentially so it comes ah. as profit so you need to pay the 30% corporate tax. corporate tax yeah but but again this this is is this for centum the group because centum the group it's main it's core business it's 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 Investments. it's a private equity firm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now i think it's 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 directed to centum re centum real estate yeah, because yeah. it can't be for the group because that's not the core business for the group for the centum group Yeah, it's not the core business for Centum Group, but this is the core business of Centum, Centum Real Estate, which is a subsidiary of Centum. Yeah. So, and you, you you need to remember that Centum Re has a bond that is floated uh that they raised last year mm-hmm. and it's trading in in the NSE. Yeah, so of course they need to disclose uh such information yeah, even even pertaining Centum Re. It's quite material, man. Yeah. If you look at the the facts, the figures very material. Yeah, yeah. But I think uh, th- there's one thing I just want to loud about the environment, the business environment. You know, I think some years ago and probably decades ago, we mm-hmm. would have this as the headline where you'd find KRA, you know, jumping up and down saying that these people need to pay this and this and this. I think it has become more amicable and many people don't feel this, but actually actually KRA is you you can actually go to KRA talk to them about issues so yeah. i think i think such yeah. an issue I, i i would want to believe that it's something that you know kra you know behind behind be, be behind the the, the curtains and centum yeah. it was actually raised amicably you know and and probably it's one of the issues that are arised in the many tri- tax tribunals that that we no, we normally have so i think I, I i think it's really good that you know things are dealt in an amicable way because you know business doesn't thrive really well when when things are done in a, in a quite chaotic or very loud manner mm-hmm. so I, i i really want to love that yeah yeah uh can i yeah yeah say something about that um i i smell foul play here <laughs> oh interesting tell yeah. us about that because centum is a listed company mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And therefore given that the corporate governance um um dictates have it has it that they ha- they need to have um an independent external auditor yeah a competent one mm-hmm. like <laughs> if it's one of the big four actually 
Yeah, yeah. Not Cent- sure, but I... Who? Uh, Centum. Centum. Yeah, that's, the auditor is PwC. So, um, PwC is too... Has, has, um, has human resource that is too um, competent to miss out such a, f- a, a, a critical bit factor. Because this... The effect of this is of a statement of profits. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, and a statement of liabilities. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it's, the end result is to make the financial um, statements of Centum, the consolidated financial statement of Centum, to appear more appealing to the investor. Mm-hmm. Because if, look at the tax, look at the differentials here. Mm-hmm. What they should have paid um, is 30%, which is 4.4 billion. Yeah. What they actually declared as as deferred tax from mm-hmm. the revaluation of this property in their portfolio is a mere what six hundred and sixty something million. Yeah, six hundred million. The difference is too big, very material. <laughs> so I don't see how. I don't see you. you understand that the, the but this is a special this, case. The implication of this is going to understate the the liabilities, the tax liabilities of Centum of the mm-hmm. of the consolidated the consolidated um books, and also under overstate the profits. So well, this is, I, I, I smell falsely. Kalia, as no, you answer that, you I have a question. So will they have to backdate? Because what happens in the in the previous financial years? Um, so they'll have to retrospective, um, what do you call it, accounting. Um, that's where I'm not so sure. I don't think they will have to backdate uh, uh-huh. because already they've already paid the tax. That was if the taxman didn't notice, uh, didn't cut that back then. I don't know whether they can come back later and claim and claim i don't know whether we this is something to look at i don't know whether legally they could re- retrospectively go and come there try is, and close there's a provision for mm-hmm. funds if you but that's if uh, i'm assuming that is if you evaded tax or did something like that no if you evade tax but, but this is a new phenomenon if you evade tax yeah, you go because, to because the come whole on, thing this is a new tax. phenomenon because the whole thing with this one it's it's based on a recent tribunal ruling yes uh-huh. yes absolutely um that um that it was not on centum real estate yeah. but it was another developer yeah. who has a similar business model yeah. Yeah. and they went to and referred to, to centum no they went to court and so the, the tribunal ruled that if this is your business model, if yeah. this is your yeah. core business, yeah. then you should pay thirty percent. So you in essence, corporate tax and not ah. capital gains tax. Yeah. yeah. So, so in essence, Centum are just doing due diligence. They're just, you know, since we've seen this by the tax tribunal, it is our obligation to do this. Yeah, we need to change uh, our our tax liability uh, moves from now, which was understated at six hundred million, and now it is four billion. Is this self disclosure? Yeah. You're sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why why don't you believe that answer? <laughs> anyway, my, I have a question to you guys. Do you think that Centum would have had to make this decision if Centum Re, if, if Centum Re wasn't, you know, a, a subsidy, if, you no. know, Centum was just, if, if the development business, the real estate, was just one of the pockets, like we've seen, you know, um, the way they have Longhorn in their mm-hmm. books. Mm-hmm. So if, if it, it if we didn't have a subsidiary of a, of of of, of Centum that mm-hmm. is wholly doing this mm-hmm. re- real estate business, would they have to do this decision? Because it would just be one element of their business and not their core business, because they have a range of things they're doing. No, I think what would have changed is the level of disclosure to the public. Mm. That's mm-hmm. the only thing that would have changed. But either way, KRA would have still been on their case. 
uh, when KRA wants their their bill done, regardless, because the the tribunal did not affect a listed company, it was just uh, mm. different. But now this applies to if you if you as a business you are a developer, yeah. uh, if you are dealing in uh, even this guy, I think it will also affect the guys of. Uh, Ukatakata protein maguta maguta. Fifty by hundred. Like, yeah, if that is your core business, then they are going to be paying ah, yeah. uh, see, uh, corporate tax and not capital gains. And there are a lot of guys who are doing that, yeah. and and actually they are not aware. So I think me, I think it's it's very good that Centum, you know, have have taken the the caution early enough. And I think other people, uh, for some, for our listeners and viewers who are in that business, or you know, someone who is in that business, you know, I think it's very important that people be looking at updates about tax tribunals and the likes it's very very important i think mm. you can get that information you know from kra from from the big four very important because you can find that 10 years later you find that you've been doing the wrong thing yeah and you're told to backdate and you're told it's 5 billion and your business is worth 500 million yeah <laughs> you just give up so yeah so i think for this one it's just the level of disclosure because and again It's also driven by the fact that Centum Real Estate has a bond that is listed. Yeah. So by virtue of it being listed, you need also to disclose also very important okay. information okay. at Centum Real Estate okay. level yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is what because I think if it had affected maybe a bank, probably one of their portfolio companies like CDN, which is yeah. not necessarily listed, so we don't necessarily need to know uh. the, the level of disclosure for a company like CDN, for instance. And Centum Real Estate, which has a listed bond, yeah. is is different. Also, um, they would have just done it without reporting. Yeah, they would have done it and not necessarily have to disclose it to ah, this level of detail. Ah. Yeah. I think the fact that was a penny drop for me. The fact that determines whether or not you're supposed to um, disclose it to the public is the significance of the earnings that you claim from the subsidiary. Yeah. So, for example, if if it's Cedian, then you the fact the mere fact that it's your subsidiary. It means that you take you take off profits from its mm-hmm. core business, yeah. Yeah. When it makes a profit, there's a bit of it that um, belongs to you mm-hmm. because you have a holding there, yeah. significant yeah. holding. So if this, if the holding you have there is not material enough, so it doesn't affect your own profits materially, mm-hmm. then you don't have to disclose it. Mm-hmm. But here's a scenario where um, Centrum Real, I think the stake. Centum's stake in Centum Real is it's a hundred percent. It's fully owned. fully owned. Yeah, yeah. You can't miss to disclose that. I th- I think you, you, I think you can. Like you don't have to go to that level of detail. That's all because you just say there was increased. Uh, we increased our tax liability in Centum. Ah. I, I think it would come out as a note. So you we would have just yeah in, in the in the financial yeah the end of uh, the year you've just uh, I've seen it in their in yeah. their books. But I think also because it's so big. Mm. The difference is so big. Yeah, uh, like it had it had to jump out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I th- yeah, so that's But that on on that dis- dis- disclosure. But the other thing that I was uh that was interesting to me when I looked at the financials. Yeah. Um so you look at the net net asset value um or rather their net asset value per share. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so I- ideally their net their total assets has reduced uh compared to the year before um but then the interesting thing is the net asset value per share yeah. which ideally should be considered as an intrinsic value yeah. of, of of your of, of a share okay um so in this case the net asset value per share is 62.9 uh shillings 
So okay. this basically means once you've done, you've taken the company's yeah. assets, the taken out the liability, yeah. um, the net asset value per share is 62.9 shillings. However, the share is trading at like 16 shillings. <laughs> Well, uh, is it? Why do I feel like that's it's, interesting. it's actually you who told me this mm-hmm. that the intrinsic value of a share can be so different? No, it was a conversation I was having with one of my colleagues. Mm-hmm. The intrinsic value of a share can be so different from what it shows on the books. Yeah, because what's on the books, the intrinsic value is what is on the books. Yeah, what informs the price on the books is basically um, equity, mm-hmm. equity against the number of what do you call it when you compare the earnings. Mm-hmm. This company mm-hmm. and, and the um, earnings are attributable to shareholders, to shareholders, yeah, and the weighted average share number of shares, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. that's the intrinsic value. But of for the boss, there are other factors which exactly contribute demand and supply actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if if let's talk, we're talking about center right, yeah, yeah. Um, let's pick the re- most recent occurrence, which is Dr. Chris Kirubi's um, mm-hmm. passing on. That that news to the market is enough to cause some fluctuation in demand and supply of this particular share. Yeah, and so that is going to affect the the share price. Yeah, while it hasn't necessarily affected the equity. Anything on the books. Yeah, Chris Kirubi passing on. It's unfortunate, but it does not affect anything in the books. Yeah, that's <laughs> why are you saying it that way? Because <laughs> that is how it is. Yeah. Okay, that's a good. It's it's yeah. It's one theory. Yeah. Um. But then on the other, the reason of maybe using or referring to net asset mm-hmm. value yeah. it is for this institution or this organization yeah. um if i take away what i have yeah. find my value mm-hmm. um if i take away this is the value of my assets yeah. um so i have assets in real estate i have yeah. assets in private equity i have uh, cash and marketable securities mm-hmm. um so this is the cash these are my assets yeah. and when you go to my liabilities mm-hmm. this is my total liability yeah. so if you want to get my value very simple just do assets minus liability liability equity, so yeah. you find your asset yeah. and then divide it by the number of outstanding shares yeah. Yeah. then you get your asset the net asset value per, per share, share yeah. and this should be the value of ideally this the is one of, yeah, of the this share. should be like my share should be this this much ideally yeah. but then when you go to the market mm. The it's trading at right now it's trading at sixteen point something yeah. or it closed yesterday at sixteen uh point something. Uh at the time of releasing the annual report, it was at fifteen point six. Wow. So if you're to do the math, mm-hmm. this fifteen point six is only um should be around twenty four percent of the total NAV, mm-hmm. total net asset value. Mm. So the the thing that is interesting is when we look at their asset um distribution mm-hmm. so real estate is around 63% 63% 64% that's a lot i so a few years ago it's it, it was yeah. Yeah. yeah it's 63% then private equity is less than it should have been uh, so private equity and cash and marketable securities do the balance uh. of roughly 24% yeah, yeah, yeah. do you see where i'm going with this yeah essentially what the market has done is they said for us as the market we do not recognize your real estate portfolio. Uh, because because it's illiquid. Ah yeah. It's not easy to offload especially yeah. now with covid. So we are putting a discount on it. That's and brick and mortar, yeah. And so the value that we are going to carry for ourselves is the, the liquid bit of yeah, the liquid assets. your private equity which has at least 
consistent cash flows and dividend uh, yield and your cash and marketable securities wow. so kalia are you telling me without telling me directly that i should buy centum shares because once they offload the real estate because I, 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 in, in my own analysis i see that even now with 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 this issue of uh, 4.4 billion mm-hmm. in, in, in tax i think moria the ceo of centum would want to really offload a lot of a lot of the real holding. estate yeah. so are you telling me without telling me yeah so because yeah, once they offload yeah. the, the shares going to go up yeah yeah because that capital is going now it's going to be liquid so you can mm-hmm. imagine their cash position is going to grow mm-hmm. yeah. significantly mm-hmm. um because it's uh it's how much is it 43 let me just look for for the actual number but the offloading is not easy yeah that's the thing because vipingo has how many acres of land it's uh, quite quite vipingo which is a subsidiary of centamri yeah vipingo is now owned by Centamri. They have around I don't know 2000 acres of land. No, it was 10254 acres. Uh, they've They're since sold, sold uh, 2000. around 2000 acres so they have a net of 8000. 8000. And yeah. this is in this is in in, in Saisol farms in Kilifi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm, loading is, no, is not going to be easy. I think but it will be worth it. I think I think I'll, me, me me I'll tell you by telling you <laughs> directly to buy those shares. <laughs> Because why do we buy shares? We buy one of the f- core factors determinants of of a move of whether not whether to buy or not to buy a particular stock yeah is whether or not it's, it is undervalued if mm-hmm. you find a share that is a stock that is undervalued yeah. please pour your money there if it is overvalued and therefore if it's overvalued don't don't if you have stocks there exit but that Because should not be the only factor there are other factors factor, but it's like um let's see it's an important factor yeah, a very it significant is. factor yeah. so centum being that it is undervalued clearly because the the intrinsic value of this share is way more than what it is on the bows yeah please if you have some money that is lying somewhere put it there mm-hmm. so from what you're saying yeah. is that you have confidence in the real estate market yeah that's yeah. that he's also saying that yeah. which which is not right no imagine okay okay it's it, it it's right because it's an opinion i'm I'm, <laughs> i'm 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 tempted to get in but then the real estate this, now is is, is is on a downtrend I'm tempted to get into what we are just to do a special edition on. Uh-huh. The performance of if you look at the economic performance, yeah. the construction sector, uh-huh. it is not you can't say that it, it it is it is struggling. Wait, but do you want us to go into the construction sector? I I, I will reserve, will reserve this conversation. Look at but the, but I just want to say something that government projects are a big contributor to construction. So it's not real estate. It's not you're saying that construction is not is, is not equal to real estate necessarily. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay, that is. Yeah. That makes sense. It includes infrastructure. Yeah. <laughs> me as you say, if you have some money. Me I'm saying um real estate. Yeah. It's really promising. But <laughs> remember real estate is corona. on a downward trend. You're coming from corona. Remember And in imagine, 2016, 2017 when real estate was the thing. I mean guys were saying me I'm going to get 30%. What are you telling me with that you'll give me 10% return? Well, that's being ambitious. 30% in, in, in real estate. That's very different. But now offloading real estate has become a problem. Yeah. You guys, you're coming from corona times. Even in corona, corona times people are still buying land. People are still buying real estate. The market did not go down um as anywhere close to what you what you saw in the in the US in 2008 no it, it, it was a whole financial crisis that is that is something else i mean <laughs> no but it was serious in the sense that real estate was the most hit was the most it was the 
it was it suffered the because it was because it was a main business you know with uh, th- that thing they used to call um what is it called um oh, i've forgotten sorry, the name mortgages and all that yeah i mean how people used to bet sort of like it's like betting yeah. you bet that this person will pay the mortgage and <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. mortgage backed assets yeah that, yeah that that's the thing so yeah. that's that's a whole other conversation i mean it's, it, w- it was crazy i mean america sneezed and the whole world got the cough <laughs> Yeah, but we'll be getting into that conversation so, so in our special edition. Yeah, okay. America sneezed in 2008, China sneezed in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> but an interesting thing, <laughs> actually, I, actually, if, if let me just say this, I, I am perhaps preempting the conversation, but do you know that China, China's economy in 2020 actually grew by 2.3%? Mm. It mm. didn't contract. Mm. Yeah, as you expected, yeah? Yeah. Because they're the, they're the quickest to open, to reopen. And, and I re- I remember and Mike 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 Eldon normally says that the hardest thing to do is to predict the future. And I remember back in twenty, in at the end in December twenty nineteen, I was I, I was making an analysis of how you know um China now China's economy is gonna be in problems, and now how how will this affect Kenya? You know the way we import a lot of things from China. I was looking mm-hmm. at it from a distant. Uh, sort of an analysis way that you know this is a china problem they'll deal with it it's it's, it's corona is just there mm-hmm. you know and and for us it's just how we'll be affected as a third party mm-hmm. lo and behold <laughs> yeah so i think with this one basically what we've taken away is that easter things that real estate is going to to boom and you must have well. invested there uh, <laughs> so we'll see uh, basically that was the interesting thing uh, i think sometimes value for invest shareholders to realize yeah. Santam needs to offload uh, or convert their real estate immovable assets to uh, more liquid, more liquid assets. assets. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, so th- that was the interesting thing. So now we move. I think we've actually lost track of of time. <laughs> surprise, <laughs> but, surprise. But we, we we want to hear from from our viewers and listeners. Um, on Twitter, find us on Twitter at marketmap underscore ke. Our DM is open. Send in your comments and questions. We are at LinkedIn. Kenya's market map visit our website kenyasmarketmap.com go to the contact section share your question and comments we really want to know what you think about this podcast yep so um i think very quickly we'll we'll go to the infrastructure bond yeah um this was the, the hot wave last ah, uh, last yes. week um so we we saw how much the government actually took in so the government was looking at for 75 billion yeah Mm-hmm. and instead they got uh, bids for worth 151 billion Eey. so that was a performance rate of 201.67% over subscription of, yeah it's People, always been they, oversubscribed yeah most yeah it's, <laughs> i don't know where the appetite comes from um i'll tell you <laughs> okay okay yeah so yeah and this then they accepted uh 106 billion um at an average ratio rate of 12.7 percent yeah. so that's not a bad return 12.7 percent um over 15 years tax free uh not a bad S- no? secure it's yes a, it's it's actually great <laughs> Pe- pe- I mean people in 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 the developed world don't come close to that when it comes to No to it's because the currencies are different. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> don't get us too excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So wait, you saying you have a reason for Yeah. First, let me start with a question. 
and this this comes from a public finance point of view. Uh-huh. Earlier you said that the government was looking for 75 billion. Mm-hmm. They got bids worth 151 billion. Mm-hmm. They ended up taking 106 billion, mm-hmm. right? This is the infrastructure bond for 21 years. Mm-hmm. Back in April, we also had an infrastructure bond that was going for 18 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking at at um, I'm just looking at the numbers. The government was looking for 60 billion mm-hmm. then in April. They got bids worth 88 billion. Mm-hmm. They ended up taking 81 billion. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Now from a public finance point of view I don't know if there's a provision for in in central bank you you guys will tell me uh-huh. but this thing actually in the in the in the, in the public finance act mm-hmm. you're supposed to to say what this project is going to what what this money is going to finance which and which project you should yeah. state clearly the yeah. way they like keep your bond is did yeah. now you find that they were looking for 75 billion Mm-hmm. They went there they got more money they took more money. Took so more for money. me I'm thinking if this infrastructure bond was to build something for example a dam or something uh-huh. I know the dam people Kenyans have a problem with dam too. Mm-hmm. Any infrastructure project. Yeah. They had budgeted no, Kenyans do not billion. have a problem with dams. They have a problem that they do not have dams that they were prob- promised. <laughs> Very different. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> But coming back to the point is if you are building an infrastructure project You guys had done the mapping you've budgeted that this project will take 75 billion that's exactly. what we are going to ask. Yeah. Now you are taking 106 billion yes, this extra money. Yeah. What, what are you going to do with it? Because chances are high and it has proven history times without number yeah. that if you take more money than you require you will end up wasting it especially yeah. with the inefficiencies of the government. Uh, yeah. So I am asking Kalia are we on guesswork mode? I don't know if there's a provision that more money should be taken but for me I'm a, con- I'm, a, I'm a I'm a very concerned taxpayer why are you taking more than you required is it that when you saw now the bids coming in you go we went back and rebudgeted the money hey, hey mm. let's rebudget here and see hey now let's let's increase this project i think i think we I, are I don't on know. a please help me mode. help me <laughs> in a gluttony mode not 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 guess is there a provision is there a provision doing? no i have i have not seen any provision yeah um, but if there's more you take more yeah Ideally I think that's the logic if you've gotten more than what you you asked, you asked for it's like no but from a public finance point of view Kalia yeah it's not right it's they, they shouldn't do that yeah yeah but also if assuming they take they take um what's it called assuming we put up legislation mm-hmm. that says that caps the amount that they they, 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 they can take from yeah. the market mm. what is to stop them to go and say tell the market okay instead of 75 billion we will we are looking for Eight. A hundred or 150 billion. Yeah. Uh, Because for me, my, my, my biggest issue is that these things were earmarked, right? I mean, you earmark a project. Did they actually earmark the specific projects for the infrastructure bond? They did not state, but they are supposed to do that. Yeah. So, and that goes again to, I think, it goes again to the Kenyan... Way of Kenyan doing things way of doing things yeah. especially when don't, it comes don't to don't brand Kenya with bad things no, say okay, just let's, just let's, let's say let's say no just mis- mismanagement in the in 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 the Kenyan in, in, in the public sector yeah. I'll, I'll also refer it to like what we've seen in other spaces yeah. for instance the site on issues that have been up in the market yeah. it is an issue of Kenyans understating the the risk yeah so there's the risk of Uh, mismanagement yeah uh, of these funds um 
which probably um th- th- there might be inflation most likely mm. um in the coming years yeah. which erodes the value of this 12.5% mm-hmm. um it erodes your actual purchasing power uh at this point people they do not really care whether the government is actually going to do what they say they do with the money as long as they get paid the return yeah yeah i think that's what they look they look <laughs> at uh, and that's I, what i'm saying even for because we look at the same thing with uh, what's been happening with uh, the site on high yield fund high yield yeah. solutions all those where people when there's a shock to the market they 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 cry and say money has been eaten or whatever they can't yeah. get their money back yeah, well yeah. there was significant risk you know where the, this money is going to <laughs> yeah. you know that the money is going to an immovable asset yeah. so there's that risk which That's was not factored in lack of due diligence that is actually an assumption and you had this conversation i don't know whether it was we were on air when you were having it or not with yeah. with Keegan. i think mm-hmm. it was the first the first um episode um there's that the, the as the one who's taking the money investors money you have the duty of care to tell these people that you know what this money you're taking it here but this is the risk that is attached to but the yeah, advertisement bit yeah. and then also what Kigen has just mentioned now we have the problem of lack of due diligence that yeah. Kenyan investors okay you seem to have an issue when i say Kenyan investors okay let me say most <laughs> no, people no 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 i have no issue <laughs> let me say most people they don't want to do their bit yes. by doing the the what do you call it the due diligence that they need to do yeah because you need to go there for the case of Sainton Sy- Sy- I remember all the we questions. used to have we used to have even the the CEO coming mm-hmm. to address uh, us as the investors yeah you could ask him many questions mm-hmm. i remember i asked a number of questions yeah. yeah that's what i think an average investor should be doing mm-hmm. absolutely so when you give these people your money you know there's a risk you know that this money is going to build this this project a real estate project mm-hmm. and unless they sell this they sell this asset off this project off mm-hmm. there's no money to pay me yes. so corona comes everyone is illiquid okay most people uh-huh. are illiquid yeah. so there's no money to pay you mm-hmm. but then again now to revert back to the issue about um the bonds yeah, yeah. government bonds government bonds yeah um the government is now the one taking in people's money in mm-hmm. so they have a duty of care to tell the kenyans or the investors that um to disclose to disclose yeah. every any detail Now what you try to do what what you what you try to do that mm-hmm. that you say that maybe this excess money it was to cater for inflation No I no think that's the r- government has <laughs> I didn't say that okay so <laughs> putting <laughs> words in I your had. mouth that's what I had okay so now the government should I think the government is too has people who are too competent I mean look at the head of treasury look at people working in treasury there are people who, who are they know what they're supposed to do yeah, exactly yeah. but now that's so the they should and, and they have no excuse absolutely no excuse for not disclosing these allow issues. me allow me allow me to just backpedal a bit okay on on the issue of of due diligence it's very important investors should understand where they're putting their money mm-hmm. and even more importantly i'll tell all our listeners and viewers yeah. that please invest in a product and a company that is regulated by the cma first the company is regulated then that specific product financial product that you're investing in it's regulated by CMA coming back to the <laughs> that's another topic <laughs> we shall get into it but but coming back to the infrastructure bond yeah. another angle is that i am scared as a business person yeah. i am really really scared uh-huh. because if the government can give people 12.7% mm. and we saw that you know as at mid june yeah. the gov- the domestic debt the government's domestic debt yeah. 54% of that came from the banks you mm-hmm. find that some banks are actually their 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 percentage of income of go- the, the government income, yeah. yeah the government income as a percentage of of of, of the interest income yeah. 
is uh, as a total around 70% is, is actually some banks are at 40 yeah are 40 so I, saw I, one with 66. I, I remember saying that if today the government decides to to default or, or stop borrowing from the banks, from banks there are some people when you are <laughs> I'm, I'm scared because of this are the banks really going to lend to people like me and other private uh, businesses because the government is Offering as Kalia says relatively guaranteed you'll get your money yeah so and it's 12.7% then why should they, they 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 have no reason they have no incentive to lend to me exactly mm. so the private sector totalilia nani because mm. in this case you're looking at the government is telling you I'll pay you 12 12.7% mm. mm. the economy as, as a whole contracted by the 3.1 uh, negative 0.3 contract yeah 0.3%. Yeah, yeah anyway even assuming it's projected to rebound and grow at, at 6% at 6% mm-hmm. so if the if 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 for a bank yeah if you are to borrow, to lend in all sectors of the economy your return is probably going to be 12 6% yeah the net return yeah <laughs> yeah the 12.7 that's the Yeah, the average growth rate of the economy oh, yeah. ideally yeah. is probably how much you would grow. Uh, While in this case you have a government that is offering you double the projected growth rate. Yeah, double the growth rate yeah. at and you're going to get your money back at either way. Uh, so your biggest concern is inflation and opportunity cost yeah. of which this thing is going to be traded. And again and again this exit. is this is tax free. Yeah. I don't see any opportunity cost actually. Yeah there's no Because there's no opportunity like, cost. the opportunity cost is not greater than what they have now then it ceases to be opportunity cost yeah but mm. this is a big problem for people in the private sector a big problem yeah, yeah. So because why, why, why would a bank this. yeah we talked about, about this, this in the last, last week yeah yeah, yeah. but Because i'm still feeling the, the pain is, the government <laughs> is competing with its own people mm. within its own yeah people for the same resource yeah and so you ask yourself how do, how does the government expect its people to grow the yeah. economy yeah and and tax the, them anyone would tell you anyone who's savvy with matters economics would tell you that for the for an economy to grow you have to sort out your sme first first yeah how they are the largest the SME, employers exactly mm-hmm. so the sme sector um re- heavily relies on credit yeah so if the government is competing with the sme sector in terms of credit because they're coming to you We're coming to the same person. You are yeah. the government, I am the, the SME, the private sector. We are coming to Kali as the government, yeah. as bank. the bank. Yeah. Now you as the government comes to No, I go to the I go to to Kali first then I'm like, you know what? I need this cash yeah. to to expand my stock, my business mm-hmm. and all that. And I'll give you what 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 rate does it lend to let's say 14? Yeah. What is is 14 the rate? 13 the 13 13.5 yeah. because it's it's uh, yeah. it's 4% higher than than the 7% the CBK is yeah. giving. Ah, uh, now in as much as I'll give him more, he knows so well that I am not as creditworthy as you are. Then yeah. you come to mm-hmm. this to the same bank, then you're like, "You know what? Forget about this guy. <laughs> give me that money, I'll give you more. I'll give yeah. you 12.7% and it's tax free and it is tax free and then again th- another thing is it is almost guaranteed yeah so there's no ecalia in his because re- banks are there for business yeah <laughs> banks are there for business not to make anyone happy yeah so yeah. they definitely have no incentive to give so yeah um, because in this case it's, it's, it's because very, yeah. and it's it's a cycle because the government already has a high debt debt appetite mm. so they are constantly going to be in the market yeah. to look for yeah. for 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 extra funding f- yeah for funding yeah 
And so I do not see this position changing anytime soon. Mm, sadly. Yeah. Because the only other, if the government did not have that big an appetite for debt, yeah. it's very easy for Treasury to just say, okay, we're only accepting bids at 7%. Yeah. And we do not Come care. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the bids we expect. Because they're not bids. desperate. Yeah. Uh, and so <laughs> banks at this case would be like yo for me at 12% yeah. i now look very juicy yeah. and it, it looks very good because that spread is considerable then so, that 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 conversation about debt i i'm of the opinion that the government has no other option than to borrow and uh, i think i think it's a larger conversation we'll have that yeah. in our special edition so, so check that out yeah so i think very quickly we've, we've actually lost track of time the last <laughs> thing that i wanted us to discuss for let's say five minutes or so mm-hmm. um So we saw that the government wanted to control or set accountant fees. Yeah. Mm. And we've seen them wanting to control doctor's fees. Yeah, last week. Yeah. So let's start with uh, Easter. What's your opinion on this whole? Uh, first of all, as a student of accounting, I am very happy because <laughs> oh, no. how it has been. I said as a student of accounting, please, okay. <laughs> Um How it has been is that it's been... You, you you want my services as an accountant yeah. or as a tax um consultant yeah it's it's been the typical kuja tuonge tutaongea hiyo maneno you know yeah. it's very it's very what how do you call it um very it's about a, it's just a conversation between two people yeah you negotiate negotiate yeah negotiation yeah, yeah which so is what happens that at times yeah. could compromise on the quality of of the services i give you because if if my position is that this service I really need more remuneration but because you are offering you're stuck on uh, the, the lower fees that you want to pay me so I'm giving you the service worth your money yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> this is what you've paid for mm-hmm. yeah so it, it could have more implications in the future for example um when the government now comes in to say that this is the mo- the much you, for this service this is the least you can you can charge mm-hmm. I don't know what they're headed with that Maybe so you agree is, with ICPK that that there should be a minimum a minimum price for accounting services i feel so i feel so this is a professional service yeah. and so there needs to be to be journalism here yeah and so and as a as a as a as a means of encouraging professionalism yeah money is money is a very i mean all this we're in this for the money mostly yeah so if i can yeah, it's it's your source of livelihood man. i mean mm-hmm. yeah so if 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 we we make it so informal that you know it, it depends on how much money you have yeah so you want the price cap kigen um i'm going to side i'm going to side with the with the consumer it's called c consumers uh, Asso- no yeah. Com- competitions competitions authority, authority thank you yeah. i'm going to side with them because of one reason um yes i know that there are some people who take advantage of accountants especially accountants who've just cleared school yeah. you know because they are, yeah. these people are desperate they need money probably to pay back their their their, their fees loans and, mm-hmm. and the likes so they take lower prices okay so it's 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 actually self sabotage in a way <laughs> if you look at it from from the bird's eye view but again the reason why i'm going to side with 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 those guys is with uh, remind me again competitions competitions authority, authority is one thing currently and uh, this might be a bit complex but i don't know you guys will tell me from looking at it this way you find that right now mm-hmm. actually price is not the issue when you look at the, at the accounting market price is not the issue why there are people who provide services for as as cheap as 5000 per month for accounting mm-hmm. and there are mm-hmm. big four who do even more than a million mm-hmm. per month 
So you find that the differentiator currently is not price because price, there is a range. You can go wherever you want if you're looking for price. Okay? So the thing that happens is now the conversation currently is not about money. The conversation is about quality, quality of, of your service. Yeah. Okay? Because yeah. If, if, if it's money, okay? So that is out. It's about the quality. What can you offer me? Like customer service and many other factors. So you, you find that once we, we, we introduce a minimum price, the conversation now becomes about price. That we want charge minimum. No, 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 let me go to this guy. This guy, oh, we want to charge, let me go to this guy, which has minimum. So the conversation ceases to be about quality. And you know, when you're having a conversation about quality, there comes in innovation. People try to innovate, to come up with new ways of doing things so that to appease the customer, so that to, 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 to try and, 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 and bustle each other in the, in the market share. So the reason why I'm saying let's not introduce the minimum price is because quality will cease to be a conversation. And when quality ceases to be a conversation, innovation ceases to be a conversation as well. Yeah, um, I have something to say about that. But uh, I'll go first. Time, time, time. time <laughs> so <laughs> for me, my feeling on this matter is that um, me, I, I don't advocate for price controls. Um, I think it should be willing buyer, willing seller. Mm-hmm. But uh, let me interrupt you. Accounting is not a, a, an essential service. So uh, for me, I allow... Uh, price controls for essential services like medicine healthcare. and healthcare. Um, we'll also get into <laughs> that. Um, I'll, I'll mention it. Um, so for me, I don't advocate for price controls, uh-huh. even in medicine and healthcare. <laughs> um, <laughs> because, yeah. okay, in this case, let's uh, let's start with this first one. Price control as a, as a, as a, as a principle. Yeah. Basically, it should be, if the market is struggling, which is the case with most businesses who are struggling they need help when ca- it comes to filing returns yeah. it should be based on what they're comfortable with and uh, they've come and had a discussion with you and you've agreed at the price we've said this uh, this is the scope of services that you're going to offer this is the price if you don't agree there's someone who's going to agree at that lower price seems unfair to other people but free market um what, what 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 maybe ispark could do mm-hmm. is try to have the lobby their members together mm-hmm. and agree mm. and say okay we should not undercut each other as a profession like matatus do yeah ah. yeah matatus do that yeah mm-hmm. have that but not have it as something that is statutory yeah and ah. legal and say oh this is what is going to happen so that's my view let's ispark come and talk to their members and yeah. say we should not encourage it's the same thing with uber whenever they decide they're going to strike all of them oh, strike. Yeah, all of yeah. them come together. But tattoos when they do that, like it's almost of a union of sorts. Yeah. Uh, informal. Maybe that's what they could do. But I do not. I, I'm not a fan of having the government coming in. To Going to medicine <laughs> and all that quickly. Um, if the government has an issue with the, how much doctors are charging for consultancy, there are public hospitals that are run poorly, that are not sufficiently funded. Fund them properly. <laughs> Have them well. People will go to 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 to, to the public oh. hospitals. Same thing is happening in Rwanda. Private hos- uh, private schools. schools. I yeah. need to stand struggling up. Yeah. because the quality of education in the public sector is good. So as a government, if you're going to focus on universal health instead of uh, having someone's clinic, yeah. <laughs> like just get. I, I have a question for run you. Run it well. I have a question for you. Of of course, Dan Dan is a. Uh, is 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 a is a fan of riganomics and thatchernomics okay <laughs> i'm i'm also I'm, I'm a blend of both but my question is this okay for essential services like healthcare you know a price control is important okay and 
it's important because this is an essential service this is something that if you lack you're going to die okay when you lack accounting services you're not going to die you just your customers you, you, your business is just going to close because <laughs> because of poor services now done also another thing that was introduced with that is that private hospitals it will be a crime for them to not accept um patients in emergency cases before taking deposit and then you know um and then treating them okay so my question is this Kwanza, if you look at healthcare healthcare the prices have been have, have been going up and up and up and up so what 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 needs actually what i would propose is that we should we should the prices should not increase the prices they they should say that the the prices should not increase past a certain percentage based on that is year on year based on the inflation rate i don't know if i'm making sense yeah okay but again dan look at it this way if you've used the nairobi nairobi nakuru highway mm. if at a place called gilgil there's the hospital st mary's mm. you find that many times when there is an accident along that road you find that somebody has to go to the nearest hospital is actually St Mary's yeah. the accident is around Gilgil there mm-hmm. and St Mary's is a private hospital mm-hmm. so when you say that mtu kama if 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 you don't have the money go to someone else who who can serve you at, at that price but then this is a special service because at that place if you don't there's no there's no near hospital apart from from that in that in that specific area around that perimeter so question to so the kuru so county so governor why isn't there a hospital <laughs> around, the, around so, that so, area so if 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 st mary's doesn't take you in you're going to die but I, of course i don't want to take away from the conversation that the government needs to pull its socks when it comes to to, to service delivery that i, I can't like, take away I feel, i feel i feel like your conversation your argument is quite normative okay. not what actually happens that's what should happen but what actually happens is very different because mm-hmm. even look at what happens in the accounting sector that's where we all started from yeah um you're taught in class in an accounting class you're taught that ethics prevails you're not supposed to undercut <laughs> your competitors yeah. that's what the code of ethics says yeah yeah kwa ground you come here i've interacted with a lot of accountants um if you don't unless you undercut mm-hmm. you're not going to survive in this market the kenyan market unless you undercut you're not going to survive unless if you get in with what you what you what you taught in class that you should not you should be professional you should not undercut you should um provide the best quality services you should not lie yeah you're not going to survive i mean a client comes to you then they're like you know what this is a profit i made yeah uh, but i need I'm you not, to I'm do a good on ramsey on my books exactly <laughs> i'm not go- i don't want to pay that much tax so if you don't do that trust me you're not going to get um, and the best you're not going to get to get clients and the best marketing strategy how many how have you ever seen a billboard advertising KPMG advertising Eastern no, Azos they're not allowed Kong to do that Kini. what professional services they are allowed to do that oh they are they're, i don't know there's actually a way you can design that you can design your poster such that it does not um shed bad light on other competitors and all that as long as you adhere to those um given provisions yeah. you can have that but why don't we see that because the most the most effective and most prevalent um marketing strategy for accounting firms yeah. is word of mouth and so if kigen you come to me and i give you what you want yeah that is you wanted to pay a tax of what you should pay is a million but you want to pay you want to report a loss so i have to inflate your costs or your expenses 
and I do that to you. So, You're going to tell Kalia that you know that guy will give you what you so want. So accountants yeah. are a chef, a chef since what about. you have. <laughs> that's a whole. I think that's a different. It's a whole other debate. I can't speak for the whole industry, but the few accountants I've interacted with, especially from the East African community. Nah. Yeah, because yeah. you have to retain the job. Anyway, it's a whole. Yeah, but in sure. terms of price controls, for me, at the end of the day, since I'm the host today, me, <laughs> what is what is we are going with? Yeah, okay. what is this is the Kenyan's market map position. <laughs> Rigonomics. <laughs> um, yeah, basically, me, I don't, I don't agree. I think uh, even when, because I'm the same position, I think healthcare is something that is very important. Yeah, food, essential services, food, uh, shelter, as in those are things that should be important. But I feel like the government now should be the ones doing that because naturally if the public facilities are doing well yeah. Yeah. then naturally in order to stay competitive the private will have to lower uh, yeah will have to also match or come lower yeah. or or go out of business completely yeah. so that should be the the, the price control yeah. the quality done by government should be the one that influences because now it's all efficient in inefficient you find the same guys who are running these private hospitals and private clinics oh, are guys. doctors yeah, employed in, by the government yeah because their schedule in Gavua is not too bad or whatever like i'm not going to get into that because also the number of doctors are few but it is a known fact that if you get a job by uh, if you employed as a doctor by the county yeah. whatever it's the one you start your own pharmacy somewhere easier yeah mm. you have where you refer your your, your mm. patients to exactly. so that's the those are the inefficiencies yeah. so if everything is run well then that acts as the price control but you see You see no, that. we are not getting into it. Time, time is out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if there are boys and girls listening to it, they I'm are. impressed. <laughs> um, this has been today's episode of Kenya's Market Map. Um, interesting discussion as, you, as, yep. as always. And you can find us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at marketmap underscore ke at LinkedIn, Kenya's Market Map. Yeah. Um, so, until the next episode, Uh, stay safe wash your hands sanitize and remember it's nothing personal just business <laughs> i've been your host daniel kalia kigen kiplimo easter funding